Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, yeah. You already know what time it is. It's that official time. When we take this worldwide. So now it's time to turn it up Surf the radio waves as we begin to burn it up We all up in your area like landscape Definitely bringing you the power slamming pancakes It's the mandate that you tune in It's time to move out so we can move in And recognize that this is no illusion I'm here to clear the air so that there is no confusion It all started off in the book of Genesis When Jacob was wrestling with who he thought was his nemesis And when the man saw he couldn't overpower him He touched his hip but he really couldn't have devoured him And from that point then we hear a name change Rearrange the game so now we gotta change uh, so I'm here to let you know it's time to listen to the Pancake and Power Slam show. Let's go! Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam show. Uh. Listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 304, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Pancakes and Power Slam show. Of course, I am Chris Featherstone. Follow us at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page, Crave Wrestling. I have one of my favorite guests uh, ever on the show. Surprisingly, I just thought about it. He's only been on the show one time. You have people who've been on the show the past almost six years, four and five times. But uh, I've I've talked to him frequently a bunch, but he's only been on the show formally one time. So I'm going to bring it back on tonight. Uh, Without further ado, formerly Tyler Rex, Gabe Tufts. How are you tonight, sir? Hey, what's up, Chris? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Great to have you on the show tonight again. Great to have you. What you got for me, man? Awesome. What are we doing? Awesome. Awkward silence. Yes. Awkward awkward silence. Awesome. Uh, Yeah, so you were on the show, I don't know, probably – 
five years ago or so, you're one of the first guests. Uh, there was a lot to talk about then, uh, and there's uh, a lot to talk about now as well. Specifically, I have one question for you. A good friend of yours, Kurt Hawkins, a former tag team partner of yours, uh, is currently experiencing popularity but not in a very – good way his gimmick right now in the wwe is that he is on a just uh seem like an endless losing streak now if you were what are your thoughts on that and if you're placed in that type of position what would be your thoughts <laughs> well um I, to be honest i i haven't watched the product but maybe once since i quit Mm-hmm. Flash retire, whatever you guys want to call it, but I, you know, I have kind of been keeping up and seeing that. Uh, I follow Brian, and we follow each other and chat every now and then. So I, I don't have any inside information for you on it, but from an, you know, just somebody who's kind of sitting back and watching, I honestly have no idea where they're going with it. They, mm-hmm. He's already crossed the, uh, I think he's crossed the record for you know most most loses consecutively, so I don't yeah. I have no idea where they're going with it. If I if I was in that situation, I'd I'd be asked convinced. You know, and it's, it goes back again. If I was to do WWE all over again or if I was to go back, I'd have a totally different approach. I was very well, we were all taught to be very calm and quiet and not ask questions and shut our mouths and do what they tell us and you know, right now I'd be like, Hey Vince, what's what's going on man? So mm-hmm. you know, that's um that's basically what I'd be asking. Yeah. Where is it going, and how does this benefit me? Am I, if I'm jobbing out, let me know because I'm gonna walk out the door. Yeah, yeah. That's absolutely. what I'd be saying. But, yeah. Certainly. And I'm sure, I'm sure Brian uh, Kurt has other. You know, he probably knows the the end game. He's he's a smart guy, and he probably knows what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Now, would you now if 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 you were given an end game by Vince and company? Uh, and you were told that you had to lose over 150 straight times. Uh, how would you feel about that? Would you would you question them, or would you kind of figure out, you know, um, would you kind of read a writing on the wall if there were a bunch of audibles given to you during that process of the end game? Yeah, I'd be asking questions. Like, again, if I'd go back and do it all over again, I'd be asking questions. Yeah. So it'd be, you know, What's up, guys? Uh, you got me in this for another month before I before I bail on you. you know? Right, right. I, it's just different. Like when you don't when you don't need the job, when you when you got enough going on, you don't need the job, and you're like, I can go work somewhere else. So that, our, our mentality was, you know, there is nowhere else to work. This is it. We made it. We got to do everything we can to stay here. But knowing that it's a big world, especially from a guy that quit, left, walked out the door, or whatever you want to call it, and started from scratch and rebuilt. It, you know, there's other things to do, so you know your value. And as long as you know your value, I, I would have no problem being like, hey, man, this ain't working for me. So yeah. figure it out or I'm out the door. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, that's what I'd say. But not not to knock Brian because, again, he probably knows exactly what's going on. Yeah. And he'll yeah. wait stuff out, man. He, I know that. I mean, he's been around since before Edge, you know, and he, before he was an Edge head and everything. So he's, he knows the game. Yeah, obviously he's got a lot of patience, <laughs> which is, uh, which is, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a characteristic that people would, uh, in, that people most likely envy because <laughs> uh, that's a t- ton of patience, and now it's become kind of like a comedy thing as well. So uh, it's 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 yeah, quite interesting. Yeah. Speaking of starting from scratch, before we uh, leave tonight, just let the listeners know about uh, Body Spartan. Uh, you started from scratch and. Uh, 
you know, you, you have a very strong social media presence of you and your colleagues just uh, being the uh, most impressively looking people on uh, the screen. As every time I scroll my phone, uh, and let the listeners know. <laughs> let, the, let the listeners know about Body Spartan. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you the quick uh, sixty-second summary since I'm about to lose reception here. Uh, yeah, well, I started Body Spartan. It was after I, I left WWE. I had another another business I was working on that I hated. It just wasn't working. And my brother died. Uh, he committed suicide, and I needed a way to fill my time. And I, I, I missed a amazing opportunity with him I don't know about amazing I just I feel like I could have saved his life he, he asked me to fly down one time when things were really bad I said no he'd gotten into drugs he was doing methamphetamines I was like hey man call me when you're sober and I never got another chance because it was like a month later he, he shot himself wow. so I promised myself I would never let another opportunity like that through my fingertips I, if, whatever I can do to change one life every single day that was going to be my goal so i wrote the first body spartan program which has evolved now uh, it was just an ebook when it started but now it's this full program you get full instructional videos we've got a, a formula that priscilla my wife who's a master sports nutritionist wrote everything's calculated for you your macros your cardio like we try to take the thinking out of losing body fat and mm. we've, we've helped over uh, we're, we're crossing the 60 thousand people right now wow. that have purchased programs so we've got we've got two shredding programs and a bulking program we've got a women's program uh the new one is g2 for the guys it just came out and it's it, it kicked my own butt trying to make it so i know anybody that wants to to really put in some effort and lose some body fat it's definitely for you guys so uh, please by all means uh if you guys check it out it's bodysporting.com and uh, you can find us on facebook at body spartan and where can they find you on Twitter? Body Spartan. Pretty much everywhere we got that we got that locked down. Oh, the only exception is YouTube. We haven't I don't know why, but it's Body Spartan Fitness. Somebody else hijacked Body Spartan. Oh, gotcha. So uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, all our videos are on Facebook. Some of our seen million views, so we're you know, we've got some fun stuff for you guys to look. Lots of free workouts on the site, free free advice too. Wow, fantastic. Tyler, it's been a pleasure, man. Appreciate you coming on the show again. Anytime, Chris. All right, thanks a lot. Later, bud. Bye-bye. Bring what you got. The measuring stick just changed around here, buddy. You're looking at it. Four corners, three, on mine. Let's go. The whole squad is making it clear. We taking this year. You know who we are, but you don't know why we here. So this is where the big boys play. These big boys play like who defies the living God. Get out the big boys' way. Outsiders with the swoop in. We live as kings. You see in us, but our third man waits in the wings. And when the time is right, we shock him with the proper attack. I go for dolo, but ain't solo. Cut the promo in black. Hollywood Hendrix, Prizzle, pinning them. To the max. And I'm that one mission with the strength of a hundred men. With one intent to see the will fulfilled of the one who sent his son to give himself. But you rap about your gas and your rags torture. White coffins when I drop a bomb. My mic's awesome, never lost faith. You in all space, you can all skate, suffer, but never cripple. No bin walls in my cross face. <laughs> From here to Saturday, Raven, anticipating.
banging. I was frostbit, now I am glacier mixed with some Vader. Get to hawking with these animals, using God for my defense. In Alabama, we jamming. That's beautiful, Bobby eating. Me and Priest, we the dangerous alliance. Nah, the Harlem Heat. Tie the do rag before we do battle. You're talking sheep. You all what you speak. This too sweet. Till the number is took back. We repping that wolf pack. The foundation shaking, no mistaking. Yeah, we shook that. Trusting God, we trust. Pushing forward, never look back. Meekness ain't at all weakness. Some people mistook that. Stamping out this crook rap. He turning the power on. On the razor's edge. Leg drop after a power bomb. Tired of the lies, man. We bringing the truth through. Diligent and fruitful. The owners in our group, too. It's good to be king. Sold out this war is brutal. We playing them war games. Our army go move, too. You crew. I'm in the Raptors with a bat in my hand. And stand to shatter all your plans so they don't matter. In the grand scheme, it's that easy. We tag teaming. Steiner Brothers, we love it. Demand the win. Establish it. This the clash of the champions. <laughs> this is where the big boys play, huh? We ain't here to play. And a special thank you once again to my boy, Gabe Tuft, uh, formerly known as Tyler Rex, uh, on the show for episode 304 to discuss Kurt Hawkins' losing streak. Uh, wow. I mean, it's kind of like a parody act now. Um, I don't even know where it is. I know it's like over 150. Um I don't even know. I don't even know where it is, unfortunately. I can find out. Uh, of course, we got the live stream going on. Uh, hashtag Pan Slams for people listening audio. And, of course, uh, their play of the week this week is uh, the, yeah, so WWE, WWE reported on New Year's Day that it passed 150. Oh, 150. So, Wow, 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 wow. So the week is the worst, um, the five worst Royal Rumble winners of all time. So five, five worst Royal Rumble winners of all time. So, All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's talk about the losing streak. Kurt Hawkins' losing streak. Got some questions rolling in. Um and uh, we'll discuss that as well. We've got, of course, we've got Raw 25. Um, we have, of course, SmackDown. And we've got the headlines for today. We've got some Q&A from the chat. We'll be able to um, be able to uh, address as well. So uh, we're going to have a, a really, really fun night. Already got some questions coming in. Um, Let's see what what was the meaning behind the whole Undertaker promo. So that's that's where the big uh, kind of suspense is uh, is coming uh, is is going on um, right now uh, because um, it was allegedly supposed to. Um, it was allegedly supposed to start the uh, the angle with the Undertaker, uh, with the Undertaker and John Cena uh, for for WrestleMania, but there was no uh, type of um, 
there there was no type of tease with that at all. Undertaker, and we'll talk about Raw 25 here more in depth. Uh, Raw 25, um, Raw 25, we'll talk about that. <laughs> Undertaker was in Manhattan Center. Cena did his thing with Elias at Barclays, so there was no type of um, of luck at all. So as far as uh, back, as far as uh, the 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 losing streak of Kurt Hawkins. I mean, wow. I mean, that's uh, quite embarrassing. Uh, uh, And uh, like I said, like I was speaking to Gabe about, wow. I mean, there's uh, there's a lot of patience when it comes to uh, losing over 150, um, 150 matches with... With, with 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 zero wins, so uh, I don't know exactly when this thing started, but uh, yeah, it was. It's been quite embarrassing. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Um, and let's see. As far as let's see, a lot of Enzo questions going on now. Um. Let's see. Um, what do you think about Enzo? I think they let him go too soon. Craig says, um, who could be the new 205 general manager? Um, yeah, so Daniel Bryan talked about he abdicated the title in advance. New general manager will be named. Um and their regular 205 live action. So, um, <laughs> I don't really care. As far as the as far as the the, the GM, um, uh, as far as the GM, it has to be somebody that will just really shift. Try to shift 205. Because here's the thing, Enzo Amore. Um, you know, is and we'll talk about just the the issues going on with uh, with him in our headlines. But you know, that aside for now, you know, con- contextually, uh, it's um, it, 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 he was doing some things. He was changing some things, some interest, um, with two hundred five live and. Uh, you know, he, he was bringing some interest to the show and he was really uh, one of the, probably the biggest, you know, uh, interest in the show. Um, and, you know, he's gone. So it has to be something, um, it has to be someone who's intriguing. So as far as a cruiserweight, uh, you know, perhaps Brian Kendrick, um, I don't know uh, what's the, the, the what's the uh, details on his um eye injury his orbital injury i know his, i think he broke his nose or his uh, his orbital bone something around there i know that it took months for austin aries to come back so if he's not ready to come back um i mean the the bold you know the the, the left field option is Rey mysterio but <laughs> that would 
I mean, I'd imagine Rey Mysterio is, um, is you know, re- approaching the end of his career, you know, so um, and, and I think I think Mysterio being a part of it would be good. I, I, I would agree with that. I, I would definitely be um, a part of it. Um, I, I would definitely be more interested if Rey Mysterio was the choice uh, to, to, to be a part of it. Um, and I don't, I still don't know if that will actually, you know, move the needle. So, uh, regarding, uh, Kirk Hawkins streak, he's being paid well to lose. I do it for the money myself. See, that's the thing though, uh, Sean, you know, if you, and I've spoke to many, many people, uh, I'll get a full list for you all. Uh, soon, but I've spoke to many, many people in the show, uh, you know, thankfully. Um, and with, with that, I think the biggest issue is people who really, really love the business, who really love professional wrestling, that's really not their mentality. And we saw that in the past, you know, couple of years with Cody and Jack Swagger. Uh, you know, Jack Swagger's doing MMA now, and, and Cody is doing a fantastic job with Ring of Honor and New Japan, you know, the whole Bullet Club. So it, it's not a matter of just doing something for the money. Uh, it, it's if you really love what you do, um, it, it's, it's not about that. There was, I mean, there's there's been times where me as a journalist have made a lot of money. Uh, with different, you know, um, opportunities, but I wasn't happy. So, you know, it's and and when you love what you do, it's not all about the money because you create a brand that's strong enough. Once you're passionate about something, that the money comes itself. So, and then we're seeing that with Cody. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so that's that. Um, as far as other questions, uh, Kevin said, uh, Kurt Hawkins isn't going anywhere. Um, I don't think rebranding Kurt is a go, uh, good thing either. Um, Jonathan asks, uh, what do you think of Bobby Roode's United States champion? I think it's a great idea. I think it's weird, though. I think it's really weird because, I, you know, I was thinking that Dolph Ziggler would be a part of the show tonight and come back and lead a match between, you know, a match at Royal Rumble. I don't know if they're going to do it at the Royal Rumble, but that would kind of elicit a babyface reaction from Ziggler, which kind of defeats the purpose because he left with the heel. It's just really weird. There hasn't been anything about Rude and being in the Royal Rumble. He just won the United States Championship. It would make no sense for Rude to um, – they, they rushed the whole United States Championship thing. It would have made better sense if Ziggler wasn't involved to do it at the Royal Rumble because Rude's not going to win. So unless they have Jinder Mahal win, and we'll talk about predictions uh, here coming soon. And that would be absolutely terrible. Um, yeah, so that's that's uh, that's that as far as um, as far as Bobby Roode's concerned. I, I mean, I like Bobby Roode. I think uh, you know, 
The issue with Bobby Roode is that uh, they're not really booking him very, very well. Um, and you know, um, the you know the issue the issue is that with, with I mean, I like the glorious thing, and I've said this before. I think they should wait until uh, after WrestleMania to uh, to 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 change him to to turn him heel. I don't think they should do it before Mania because at Mania you'll get the big you know glorious entrance. You'll get all the fans being happy and cheering for him. Uh, so you know, I, I don't think they should do it before Mania. Uh, if they do it after Mania, I'm totally fine with that. But it wouldn't make sense to do it before Mania because he'll get baby face reactions anyways. Um, so I just you have to be very careful about the timing when it comes to doing that. Uh, talk about that. Um, who was the girl? Um, we'll talk about that here in a bit. Uh, let's talk about the latest update on Kurt uh, Triple H at WrestleMania. There's not much going on with with Angle and Triple H. It, it even kind of seems as if it might be off the shelves because I'm thinking that they'll do a, a Brock Lesnar and Triple H and. Which I'll be honestly, I think they kind of diluted the, um, kind of like the interest uh, when when Kurt Angle came back at TLC. I know that he, I know that it, he kind of had to. He didn't really have to, but there wasn't many. There wasn't very options, very many options to create that type of interest and attraction, um, because of that. And they, they, you know, they, they looked at, um, they, they, they looked at, um, Kurt Angle as someone who would have that type of attraction. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it's one of the things that, uh, hopefully, and then when they brought him back at Survivor Series, I think that kind of, uh, that kind of hurt too. So it, it's not really a big appeal to bring back Kurt Angle, to be honest. And so, you know, I, Angle and Triple H just wouldn't cut it for me. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I would be okay with Showman and Triple H even more because if Triple H puts over Showman, um, so yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I would be more interested in Strowman versus. Um, Versus Triple H, so um, uh, yeah, that was a, that was really good, um, really good call. I was I would like to see Gregory Helms as general manager for Two Hundred Five Live. Hmm, I think that would be a good idea, actually. Um, when I had him on my show, uh, I don't remember when I had him on my show. I, I can find out. Um, when I had him on my show, he was talking about how he was, you know, really getting back in shape and, um, he didn't really, I mean, he was injured. That's, you know, the Helms dynasty came from an injury. So he didn't, you know, an injury was a big reason why he was kind of in the managerial role, but he's doing more indie work now. So, um, you know, he's going to, he's getting up there in age, uh, October. So that's, that's when I had a Helms on October. Uh, but he's, he's getting, October of last year. He's getting up there in age that's, you know, doing indie work, you know, all the time, this really probably wouldn't be a good idea. So 
bringing him in for 205 Live actually um, actually wouldn't be a bad thing. Right now, because he is 40, he'll be, he's 43, he'll be 44 here in July. So definitely at the, you know, kind of, kind of toward the end of his, uh, his career. Uh, Freddie asks, do I think The Undertaker is done? I don't. I wish he was. I wish that was a legit retirement speech. <laughs> so, but it's not. It's, uh, yeah. I, I I don't like it. I, I I don't I don't like anything. I, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of Taker coming back. Um, I'm just not. I, I'm just not a fan of Taker coming back. I I think I was at I was at Royal I was at the um, WrestleMania last year in Orlando. Um, it, it was a it was a fantastic send off. If you if you under and we'll talk about Raw 25 again, but uh, here in a minute. If you noticed, uh, Taker didn't have the hat. He didn't have the gear that he had on for uh, for Raw 25. I mean, for for WrestleMania 33 last year in Orlando, because he disrobed all that, and it was kind of like a ceremonial exit. And I think it was smart that he didn't come back in that gear. Uh, but the promo I'll talk I'll talk about here in a bit, as far as just more in depth. The problem just didn't. It just really didn't make any sense, and I'll, I'll, I'll save it for. I'll, I'll save that for now, and, and get a little bit more into it later. But the promo just didn't really make sense at all. Uh, do I think SmackDown's better than Raw? Um, hmm. Do I think SmackDown is better than Raw? Good question. I am uh I, I'm dissatisfied with both. Um as far as I mean Raw's Raw though. I mean I can you know I can complain about Raw as much as I want, but SmackDown is just he so feel. So um competition wise, SmackDown's better, but Raw is just that live Monday night series, you know, it's still the more it's, 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 I look, I look forward more than, I look more forward more for Raw than SmackDown. Um, Competitive, competition wise, um, you know, SmackDown's better, but just overall excitement, um, you know, Raw's better. Uh huh. Jonathan Rockstar Spud as general manager. Hmm. Oh, actually, that that may be a, that, that's a really good idea. Um, Rockstar Spud as general manager of. I think that's a good way to. Hmm. I think that's a really good way to kind of implement them in. Um. I think that's a really good idea. Rockstar Spud kind of fits right into there. Because do you really want him as a competitor? I don't think I don't think it'll really do much with him as a competitor. Uh, if you want Spud as a competitor, I think he'll probably do better than the UK division. Um, but two hundred five live is this kind of, you know, it, it, it's just it's really 
<laughs> you, you you kind of, it's it's kind of like the point of no return in in some cases, but it's it's kind of like an island by its own. It's 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 an island by its own, and it just doesn't really. It's not compelling. Uh, it's not interesting. Um, there's nothing intriguing about it that you know causes me and a lot of other my colleagues uh, to to really want to stay with it. Um, there has to be some type of, you know, they were, um, as far as they were in Lowell, Massachusetts, um, uh, they had a tour and, uh, they had, uh, I think it was Providence. Well, it was supposed to be, but they canceled the one and it may have been the one in Providence that they, um, canceled, but they, they were in Lowell and, they had um, a decent crowd. We reported on it. Uh, they had a decent crowd. It was okay, uh, you know. And I think if you kind of create that type of uh, feel, um, it, it'll be it'll be even better. That'll be uh, a really good idea. Um, so if, if you keep doing that, if if you keep having that type of, you know. Uh, feel uh, to to have it in the in these kind of uh, arenas, kind of like what you did with NXT traveling. I think it'll have a better type of um, following with it. But just the the the, the two hundred five live, um, you know, after SmackDown was is just. Um, it's 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 not a good idea. It's not a good idea at all. So, like I said, I've said this before. I, you should have two hundred five prime. Have it on the network. Uh, you know the fact that it's not live. Anything, it means absolutely nothing. Make it two hundred five prime, and make it a part of uh, the Wednesday network uh, series, and. Uh, have either before or after NXT. That that, that Wednesday nights before or after NXT. Call it 205 Prime. Nobody cares that it's live. That is just that that's not a that's not an amenity of 205 Live that it's live. That people don't care about that. Um, if the if the content, if the production, if the storylines were better, having it live would be good. But having that kind of smaller following, similar to what NXT, would be a much better option for uh, for two hundred five live. Um, lots of questions, but yeah, that was really good, Jonathan. Uh, Rockstar Spud um, as uh, the, the the general manager. That's that's really good, James. Uh, I hope that China gets in finally gets in the Hall of Fame. I agree. I think China should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Triple H acknowledged her in his promo on Raw 25. We'll talk about that as well. I definitely think. Uh, Kevin uh, asks, uh, James Storm, um, possibly in the WWE, uh, he, he, he recently had a, a, an interview uh, saying that, uh, you know, that's his ultimate goal. I mean, he was there in NXT. I mean, he, he people knew who he was. He was getting some, uh, you know, people were excited about him. Um, um, and 
people are excited about him. Um, and I think put him back in NXT, you know, take your time, um, you know, and, 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 and kind of create a character for him. Don't just kind of throw him in there. Uh, I think they, I think WWE has done a great job forming characters from, from uh, XTNA top talent, like Samoa Joe, like Eric Young, like Bobby Roode. And so, uh, you know, those, those are three people that WWE has done a great job with as far as just kind of, kind of reinventing their characters, kind of reinventing them as wrestlers. Uh, and I think that they have the ability to do that with James Storm as well. Uh, let's see. Lots of questions. Great interaction here. Um, Jason Jordan. Do I, uh, Matt asks, uh, do I think Jason Jordan will go up against Seth Rollins at WrestleMania? Um, do I think Jason Jordan? I don't think so. Um, I think ideally that would make sense because Jordan has a whole lot of heat right now and it really helps Seth Rollins having that kind of quality win. But how many quality wins are you going to have at WrestleMania? You know, did they put the cart before the horse? Um, You know, when he cashed the cash in the money, the bank, because essentially, right. He, he, he can't really do anything better than cash in the money in the bank. Yeah, he can win the Royal Rumble and be the you know feature for uh, at WrestleMania. But you know, cashing in that money in the bank against um, you know uh, Roman Reigns and and and, uh, and and Brock Lesnar was that was fantastic. And you really can't get to a higher point than that. And so he was injured the year after. And then last year he went against Triple H. This year, I think he'll still be in the tag title hunt with Sheamus and Cesaro because they really don't have a top babyface tag team right now. Um, Jeff Hardy most likely won't be around, so the Hardys are not going to be reformed. Um, There's really not – I mean, Titus Worldwide, I like Titus Worldwide. But they're more of a novelty act. Um, they're more from a comedy standpoint. It definitely won't be, you know, popular enough to, to you know, have a WrestleMania match against the tag team champions. Um, so, I mean, Rollins and Jordan is really all you have right now. It's a kind of, quote-unquote, top babyface tag team. Unless, you know, Jason Jordan is definitely not. Uh, you know, he's supposed to be a babyface, but he's definitely not. Um, as far as the crowd reaction is concerned, but that's really their top team right now. So most likely not. Dave asks why the rock wasn't there last night. Um, scheduling, man, that guy is uh, super duper, super duper busy. Um, tons of commitments. And, uh, I, I, you know, he just went to China, I think last weekend. So, so many commitments in the rock schedule. Um, I was actually scheduling to have an interview with The Rock, I think, last year, and I was talking to his uh, his manager and everything, and manager was really, you know, uh, very pleasant, very, very pleasant. But the, the, the date that we had, uh, he just didn't have it in the schedule. But, uh, you know, manager, manager thanked me and, uh, you know, gave me updates and things like that. So um, 
definitely, definitely cool management. Uh, but he just has, you know, his schedule is just so bombarded with, with so many things. So uh, I definitely, <laughs> definitely figured he wasn't going to be there. So, but here's the thing. The Rock being the Rock being there, it was probably better than he wasn't there, <laughs> to be honest. Um, and we'll talk, like I said, we'll talk about Raw twenty five here in a minute. But it, it's probably better that Rock wasn't there. Kind of wasted wasted his time. Uh, Hulk Hogan wasn't there as well on Monday. Um, yes, that is correct. Um, Reigns carried him through that match. Uh, are you talking about uh, the Undertaker match? I don't know exactly who you're talking about, but if you're talking about the Undertaker, I definitely agree with that. Reigns carried the Undertaker match. It was really tough to see. I was there live, and I'm a big fan of Taker, but it was uh, really tough to see. Um, we'd like to see Kane as Universal Champion. Uh, this is from Jay. Can't remember last time he was main champion, especially the fact that the Undertaker promo wasn't a normal dead man promo. Um, the last time Kane was champion was hmm, does about 2010 sound about right? He was world champion uh, when he won the Money in the Bank. Um, and he came back the uh, the same night and uh, beat Rey Mysterio. Um, uh, what year was that? Was that 2011, 2010? Because around that time, because it's been since around 10, maybe even nine. Because around that time, because um, around that time, it's when uh, Undertaker um, started going more to, to part-time, and that's when they had the vegetative state um, angle with Kane and, and Taker. Kane wanted um, – let's find out. Kane wanted yeah, – Kane, 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 vegetative state, Kane – um, let's find out when did Kane win the the World Heavyweight Championship? Because I know that it was uh, the Money in the Bank. Uh, yep, 2010, 2010, July 8, 2010. Uh, cashed in his Money in the Bank contract. Um, to uh, against Mysterio. Yeah, so yep, I was right. 2010. Uh. Rockstar Spud wrestling in the cruiserweight division, like I said, I, you know, it really wouldn't make it. It, it, it wouldn't mean anything. I mean, if, if Rockstar Spud competed in 205 Live, it would do absolutely nothing. It wouldn't move a needle uh, positively, maybe maybe negatively. Gr- granted, you know, Rockstar Spud's a you know he's a great hand. You know, he's he's a great personality. He did very well when he was in Impact, especially when he was kind of like the butler uh, representative spokesperson for um, Dixie Carter. That was a really good spot for him. Um, You know, he played a couple other spots that was really good too, but mm, it won't do anything on 205 Live, that's for sure. Uh, Is CM Punk coming back soon? No, no. He he has no desire to come back. Um, 
<laughs> and people were answering that question, but we'll be back. Um, I, yeah, it definitely wouldn't be, it definitely wouldn't be, uh, ah, Peter, hmm, Christian. Hmm, that's a good idea, too. Christian as the general manager for 205 Live. I like it. You guys are having some really good, um, really good guesses for who the general manager is. I like all of those guesses. I really like Christian as well. I like Spud, but I like Christian as well. Uh, both would make, I mean, both would be fine. Christian, you know, isn't competing anymore, so it would be a really good spot for him. Um, Spud, Bud's a, he is a cruiserweight. You know, that would be a good spot for him too. Um, so yeah, um, Steve, why didn't Lita, Stacy Keebler, Sonny and the rock <clears throat> didn't show up last night? I talked about the rock, um, <clears throat> Stacy Keebler, you know, she's kind of exited away from, from pro wrestling. She's doing a lot of other things, uh, television wise, um, modeling. I think she's doing a lot now, uh, Lita, from what I've heard, uh, the reason why people like Lita didn't show up, I don't know Sonny. And Sonny has a kind of uh, – WWE doesn't really think very highly of Sonny <clears throat> because of uh, recent things of uh, the past couple of years um, with her reputation similar to uh, China. So, I mean, what – you know, but here's the thing. I think that they should have – I think – I think Sonny should have came to Raw. I think, you know, Sonny was a, a huge point part of Raw. You know, she was uh, really, really the first kind of the diva when it comes to Raw is concerned. She was really the first, you know, female uh, talent, you know, when she was, you know, she wasn't really in the wrestling capacity, but, you know, uh, from a managerial standpoint. Um, but from what I've heard, they are having um, they're having Lita and, and some of those other people not show up. Uh, Molly Holly as well. From what I've heard, they they're not having them show up uh, because they wanted to. They don't want to spoil the surprise of um, of her being in the Royal Rumble. Of Lita, um, Molly Holly's confirmed to be in the Royal Rumble. Lita. Um, haven't heard much about her, but she could be. She teased it. Uh, Michelle McCool was there, um, and she teased being in the Royal Rumble. So um, that didn't necessarily apply for Michelle McCool, which I think Michelle McCool, you know, doesn't really isn't really synonymous with Raw. So I really don't know why she was there. Honestly, I mean. She's a fantastic talent and will be a really good addition to um will be a really really good addition to the Royal Rumble but uh I don't I didn't really I don't really see her as, as synonymous with Raw. Um Teddy Long will be the new 205 Live GM. Holla holla holla. <laughs> I think that would be that would be really funny too. I like that. I really like that actually. Uh, holla, holla, holla. I just spoke to Teddy recently, actually. And, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, good stuff here. Great, great stuff. 
All right, uh, so I got some trivia before we go into the headlines, and I'll, I'll you know, I'll spend today addressing more of uh, the, the Q and A um, uh, of the uh, uh, of the live chat. Great interaction here. Uh, is ECW going to return back? No, <laughs> no way. All right, uh, again, the fight of the week this week is the top five worst Royal Rumble winners. So we'll talk about that a little later on. Who was the first person to ever be eliminated from the Royal Rumble? Who was the first person to ever be eliminated from the Royal Rumble is the first question of tonight, or or as my boy Booker T would say, tonight. All right, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, uh, you know what time it is. All right, so let's start off with uh, Enzo Amore uh, being fired for rape allegations. We only have um, really a couple, uh, maybe a few, but uh, we usually have a lot more than we're having today. But I really wanted to spend some time getting your thoughts uh, live on Raw 25. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we've talked about it in, uh, a lot already, and we'll talk about it a little bit more. As well as uh, as well as the Royal Rumble predictions, as we do with every pay per view, Royal Rumble predictions as well. All right, uh, Enzo Amore. So let's talk about Enzo Amore uh, being fired for the rape allegations. So I wrote about this in depth um, a little earlier today. Uh, there there was a lot uh, that already was addressed. Uh, so I wrote uh, for more of the addressing. The um, uh, release. Uh, the, the, he 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 issued a statement uh, regarding his release. Um, so as we know, um, he was suspended uh, from the WWE. Uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before. Um, I think it was actually it was like right before Raw. It's from when I heard he was actually at Raw. Um, so he was suspended. When they found out about the allegations, so the person's name uh, is public, so I'm going to say it. Um, Philomena Sheehan, uh, TMZ reported this, so they uh, they had permission to publicize um, her name. They gave her, she gave them permission as a as a media. So uh, we're going to report uh, that as well. So Philomena, and I watched the video as well. Um, the video on an article that I recently wrote. Uh, so I listened to it, and I'm not going to go too far uh, in depth of, of what I think about that. It's interesting because I, I look at stuff like that all the time. I'm actually about to, and I've shared this before, I'm about to become a doctor uh, in forensic psychology. Uh, so listening to stories like this uh, would be something that I would be doing all the time actually, <laughs> and uh, uh, reporting to the courts uh, if, if someone is uh, feigning or not. So I, I would I would be the person that they would uh, talk to. Uh, I would take notes. I would do evaluations and so forth, and I would report my findings as far as uh, what I determine based on their interview. I would report that to the courts. So, uh, so if I 
was handling this case, you know, I'd be hired by the prosecution or the defense to, uh, you know, but I still have to make a neutral standpoint. I have to make a neutral evaluation. Uh, and I would listen to uh, Philomena. I would ask questions. I would try to make sure everything is consistent and lined up. And I would make, uh, you know, I would, I would, I would uh, uh, develop a statement based on the interview. So, um, so I did that with this one, and, and uh, uh, you know, I, this is opinion. You know, uh, I formed an opinion on it. Of course, it is not an educated. Well, it's an educated opinion because uh, I'm. Um, it's an educated opinion because I'm a uh, 3.85 PhD student that are that is done with classes and in my dissertation. So it would be uh, an educated opinion, but it's not professional, of course, because um, you know I'm not there yet. So, uh, but you know, I, I made an opinion based on what I heard. Uh, I won't uh, I won't share it too much. Today, uh, follow me at Crave, uh, Crave. Follow Pancakes Power Slam Show at Crave Wrestling. Um, follow me um, at Chris Prolific, and uh, if you if you want to, you know, go into detail as far as the, my thoughts, I'll be sharing it in other podcasts as well. Um, I did listen to the video, and uh, you know she's she's a legend. She's a le- she's alleging that. Um, uh, Enzo Amore uh, sexually violated her. Uh, uh, you know, uh, perform acts of uh, uh, intercourse uh, to her will. Um, so it was in October. There was a call um, at uh, the report was she was in the hospital. It was a call around two thirty p.m. So yeah, that's uh, that's that. Uh, I'm going to read the statement, actually, from uh, Enzo's counsel, uh, Timothy Eckstein, I believe it is. Um, I'm going to read that statement real quick, because um, uh, you know, rightfully so. I mean, you know, legal counsel is going to be legal counsel. Um, they aggressively, you know, automatically, you know, was going to clear, clear their name, clear his name, you know, and that's what they do. So I definitely, you know, definitely can't um, can't fault that. So over the last two days, um, actually, let me get a, a bigger view of it here, so I can so I can read it here. I'll, I'll read the whole statement. Uh, Enzo posted it. Um, it says over the last two days, Philomena Sheehan has made multiple public allegations against Eric Arndt, also known as Enzo Amore with the WWE including allegations of sexual misconduct concerning an October 2017 incident in Phoenix. Mr. Art fully and unequivocally denies those allegations. He is cooperating with the authorities in this matter and looks forward to having it resolved in a timely manner. Neither Mr. Art nor his counsel will be making any further public comments on this matter. So, that's a statement from Enzo, Enzo's representatives, and uh, that's his story, and he's sticking to it. So let the uh, legal process uh, do its job, and uh, we will see uh, who 
is right and who was wrong according to the courts. So that's uh, that's basically what it's what it's all about. Um, WWE is um, you know WWE is is kind of uh, uh, could they be jumping the gun? You know we had some questions here in the, the live chat talking about that. Could they be jumping the gun? Perhaps. Um, but WWE is all about making sure that their name is um, not tainted with anything. So that that it really seems as if that was that. There were some reports that Enzo knew about the allegations but didn't tell WWE. So I don't know if that makes a difference, really. I mean, I don't know if that really means anything because that he knew about the allegations and didn't tell WWE. Perhaps that left a bad taste in WWE's mouth. Um, that perhaps that's the reason why it went so quickly from suspension to firing. That could that could be the case. Um, so, you know, th- there's so many variables in this thing. I think at the end of the day, there's still the legal process that has to go. Uh, perhaps WWE did jump the gun as far as firing Enzo. They could have, you know, could have been a matter of. Um, you know, you didn't tell us, so we'll fire you that because of that. So it, it could be a, a few things. Um, uh, let's bring in uh, the co-host with the most, uh, Aaron Tech Proud. What are your thoughts on the Enzo Amore situation? What's going on, brother? I, I do apologize for my lateness and take care of some uh, family business. He called me Aaron Tech Proud. We just added. But it's all good. Can I call you Iron? Yeah, you call me Iron. It's what did I call you? <laughs> you call me Iron. You call me Iron. I, I, Tech Proud. That's your gimmick name. That's that's a new name. Iron Tech Proud. Iron. It is all fine. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the Enzo <laughs> thing. We didn't. We didn't. Iron. Iron. I don't know why Tyson wasn't on the show. It would make sense to be on the show. Uh, I wonder why a lot of people was on uh, the show. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts yeah, on Enzo? Like, Iron. <laughs> yeah, we was, uh, yeah, so he's in the hat. We got the news. It just, uh, if you notice, WWE didn't even do any wish you were on your future endeavors. Like I just said uh, right. on my show, uh, the only other time he did that was with Hogan with the, the sex tape, and WWE, they didn't want any part of it. You know, you got the Women's Rumble coming up, and you got the Women's Revolution. But uh, going by the videos I've been sent today and talking to a lot of people with and I you know, hope from what I gathered, if it is true that he did, and, of course, I, I don't ever go advocate for rape at all. I, I don't. Um, you know, most people don't know. I, I personally, back when I was fourteen, almost uh, almost got raped. But um, mm. from what I was getting is that it's not necessarily that Enzo did it's the fact that he didn't say anything about it a lot about it. That some of the stories that I heard, and then I also heard the fact that um, you know, this chick she doesn't seem real. She's lied about other things before about her being pregnant, and the YouTube video she did, she wasn't looking at the screen. She kept looking all over the place. So. And hopefully, if anyone's innocent, I, I hopefully you know he can come back because that's a big blow to WWE with the cruiserweight, uh, you know, the WWE and the cruiserweight uh, two or five lives. But if it is true that he did it, then he gets what he deserves. I have no 
you know, you know, uh, he deserves consequences. So, it's, yeah, it's a big blow, yeah. man. It yeah. kind of doesn't really overshadow Raw 25 with it that much overshadow, but, it, it, you know, it's, what a weekend. Right before the Rumble, you know, WrestleMania weekend, yeah. and you get released. Because originally they yeah, suspended him, and then they broke, they broke the news that he got released. So. Yeah. Yeah. Very, 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 very interesting stuff. All right, so uh, we're getting a lot of people in the live chat wondering what the answer is. The first person eliminated from the Royal Rumble history. So the first Royal Rumble was what, 1988? Um, and I think I might have. I was going to say the first entrant of the Royal Rumble, but I'm not going to say that because I think that might have. I think that might be a trivia question as well. But the first person ever to be eliminated from the Royal Rumble is none other than Butch Reed, ladies and gentlemen. Hacksaw Butch Reed, the first person to be eliminated from Royal Rumble history. Very interesting question. These trivia questions are going to be tougher uh, today because this is the go-home show to the, the Royal Rumble, ladies and gentlemen. If you you need to know your Royal Rumble trivia, this is the go home show. That's right. I'm not going to be gentle when it comes to Royal Rumble trivia. The first person eliminated was uh, uh, Butch Reed. He was eliminated by Jake Roberts. Um, that's uh, that's how it is. All right, here we go. Here's the next one. How much weight? The Dino Bravo bench press at Royal Rumble 1988, and who was his spotter? How much weight the Dino Bravo bench press at Royal Rumble 1988, and who was his spotter? Like I said, it's not going to be easy, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you know, fun fun questions. Uh, this is the potpourri version of Royal Rumble trivia. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hacksaw Jim Duggan won. That is correct. Um, uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan Duggan won. All right, so let's talk about uh, uh, George Berrios. Uh, He's a CFO in WWE. Um, He was talking about. He I was listening to a a conference uh, that he was part of um, that he was speaker of, and he was talking about just the financial strategy. in uh in um the financial strategy uh of the WWE uh, the past couple of months um and yeah i mean so you know on a good note he was talking about uh how the company's done 784 million dollars in revenue the, over the past 12 months which is an all-time company high um he broke that down. He said two-thirds comes uh, from media, 20% comes from live event ticketing, and the other 14% comes from consumer products. 75 within the states and the other 25 is international. Uh, so he did a Q&A, and, he was talk- and someone asked him about the contracts. And I'm going to quote what he said. He said, we're not specific about our talent agreements, but generally what we like to say, it is a usually beneficial association. So they're under agreement, but both parties could terminate them in pretty short order. So we're not trying to lock anyone up. 
It has to work for both parties, and that model has worked for a long time and led to a succession of iconic stars, starting with Bruno, ending with John, of course, Bruno Sammartino and John Cena. Now, that, this doesn't make sense because over the past few years, we've seen locked-in contracts with Rey Mysterio, who uh, you know had his hand, who messed up his hand, and um, yeah, I mean, uh, r- real quick, uh, Samir Singh, uh, one of the uh, Singh brothers, uh, tore his ACL uh, recently. He's going to be out for uh, six to nine months. So, um, yeah, that's unfortunately, that's unfortunate. Um, so I don't know what that's going to do with gender, but one Singh brother, um, if you want to stereotype, you know, there's. There's a couple of uh, uh, Indian um, wrestlers that are trying to develop NXT right now. If you um, if you kind of want to, you know, do that and place another Indian wrestler um, as a as a replacement of one of the Singh brothers, which uh, you know, which essentially would be good for them in NXT to come from the develop, you know, the performance center to the main roster, you know, as kind of like a a uh, managerial role, a, a physical manager, it would be good for them. But um, just having one Singh brother come out with with Jinder Mahan, I don't know how, I don't know how, know how that's really going to work. But um, uh, Spotter, I see some, I see some correct Spotter uh, answers. I don't see, I see some incorrect weight answers. Spotter was. Spotter is correct, but not the weight. So keep trying. Um, 300 pounds is not heavy at all. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've, um, yeah, the world's strongest man lifting 300 pounds is uh, not uh, 380 either. 380 is not. Uh, I mean, it's 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 a lot, but it's definitely not world's strongest man. Uh, world's strongest man uh, a lot. Um, so your thoughts on just that uh, that statement that Burial said, uh, you know, doesn't really make sense. I mean, to, to say that to corporate executives, but knowing that, you know, uh, both Rey Mysterio and Daniel Bryan has been uh, has experienced recently in the past few years that uh, they've been locked in their contracts. It, it, it's crap to me. I, it's funny because I, I saw I saw a tip. I think someone, somebody had some. Actually, I know you tend to send me the links when we do pre-production of the show, and I think someone else was reading your article. And I just was like, this, that's, that's crap. He, he can't just get off the contract like that. I mean, Ziggler, Ray, D, we've heard numerous of times, especially with them, even past stars. We've talked to over 100 stars ourselves on our shows respectively, not even counting, you know, people we've talked to that we didn't get a chance to interview, how they had to work hard to get mm, right. on contract. It's, it's not, come on, come mm. on, man. Come on, CFO. You're going to tell me if you make investment, man, a good amount of money, making a revenue, and you walk in the best office with somebody or Mike Arano or uh, Laronitis or Triple H and stuff, and they say, all right, I want to go, I want to leave. You really think they're going to let you go that easy? Come on now. It's, right. if, they, if, right. if they wasn't bonded to their contracts, if it was that loose, they wouldn't have an incomplete cause. No one in WWE works for any other promotion. 
Yep, three months. It's just WWE. Yep. So you can't just get yeah, out. Exactly. You can't you can't just get out your contract like that. And we don't count yeah. the royalties of like Christian when he did that one that one uh, appearance in TNA. You know, you know, like Bubba mm-hmm. Ray last night when he showed up. He's with R H. That's different. But if he full fledged WWE and you're a no name and you're making the money, you really think Vince is going to let you go right. loosely like that? Come on now. Come on, come, come exactly. on, CFO. Yeah. Stop lying to us. Makes no sense at all. No <laughs> sense at all. Um, closer, closer guesses. I see uh, six. I see nine hundred. I see six. Um, Fifty-five. Um, I see a thousand pounds. Wow, that's a lot. Um, okay, I'm about to say the answer, but Matthew asks, uh, "What belts do I have in the background?" For those who are watching live, they see me in the studio, and um, I have the uh, Attitude Era belt. <clears throat> I have the World Heavyweight Championship belt. And I have the current um, current WWE Championship belt. So, uh, those are displayed, as well as all the WrestleMania logos. And this is my backdrop. Um, here it goes. Here's the answer. Seven hundred and fifteen pounds by Jesse the Body Ventura. Seven hundred fifteen pounds. That is impressive. All right, here we go. The 2005 Royal Rumble casket match featured which two superstars? The 2005 Royal Rumble casket match featured which two superstars? Like I said, this ain't going to be a pretty trivia night tonight. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> match. Uh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that that one was really tough. Uh, where's the hardcore belt? I would not spend a, a single penny on a hardcore championship. There's no way in the world that I would buy that. Um, if it was if it was handed to me, if it was given to me for free, I would display it. But there's no way that I would pay money to spend. To, to would you would, would you would uh, you to, spend money? Stop the song. Would you spend money on that TNA Global Championship slash? Not only would I not spend money, I might even I might even uh, not display it if you paid me. To that belt that. is so <laughs> ugly. And I don't I'm, even do it I'm not even a and I know I know the last thing is listening is gonna get on me for this. I you know this. I never was a fan of the attitude I belt. That I, that I've never been a fan of that. I just don't think it's so good at all. But that TNA Legends TV, whatever that is, that makes the WWE Attitude Air Belt look like the big old belt to me. That that that, that is one of the <laughs> ugliest belts. Yeah, uh, I love and I've said this before. I, I love Attitude Air because because that is one of the only round belts you know that WWE has. You have yeah. the wing angle eagle. You had that uh, oh, okay. spinner was. Wait a minute, you forgot. You got that, that classic the classic in which I'm in I'm in works now to get on well, my bag drop which which uh be coming up in the next month. The green WWF 
title belt that Hogan beat IG for. The same big green belt yeah. that uh, Triple H has in his office display. That was that yeah, that one's nice. I, I, I just want it because it's nostalgia. That one is nice. Uh, Bruce, you are half right. You are half right. You are um, one of them answers that you say uh, that you that you put down is is correct. One of them is not. Who was part of that casket match? All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, before we get to the uh, top five worst Royal Rumble winners, uh, we are going to discuss Raw. Um, you know what? Just we're just going to let's just skim through SmackDown real quick, uh, and then let's just talk a little bit more about Raw in depth. Um, we'll be right back. Robert, you are the winner of this trivia question. Undertaker and Heidenreich. Undertaker and Heidenreich, oh, ladies and gentlemen. What a match. Uh, <laughs> what a match. <laughs> oh, wow. What a, what a opportunity for John Take, Heidenreich. Taker is not... Turkey historically has not had good Royal Rumble memories. <laughs> he doesn't. Uh, from going against Heidenreich to being buried, uh, to being uh, locked in a casket as we're getting jumped by um, uh, like 10 wrestlers. Um, uh, hasn't been very, very good for The Undertaker. The Undertaker. All right, here's the next question. Who was the runner-up of the 2012 Royal Rumble? Who was the runner-up of the 2012 Royal Rumble? All right, just real quick SmackDown thoughts. Neither Raw or SmackDown was exciting as far as setting up for the Royal Rumble, especially Raw. Raw, uh, SmackDown, here's my gripe with SmackDown. You have... uh, AJ Styles lose, you know, in the past month, he's lost to Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. He just, well, twice now, Sami Zayn. Um, he, lo- he lost in like consecutive weeks before the year was up. And then, you know, now he lost to Sami Zayn tonight. How in the world is that making AJ Styles look good as a world champion? If he's losing all of these non-title matches, you know, granted, Sami Zayn, this is the best Sami Zayn um, since being in the WWE, in my opinion. Um, but at the same time, you got to make the champion look good, man. You have to make, you have to protect your champion. Yeah. 
There's no way in the world they'd be doing that to Brock Lesnar. He just wouldn't be losing non-title matches here and there. You know, as far as I – in about a month, he's lost at least three times um, uh, on SmackDown. He's lost three times on SmackDown within about a month. And just just terrible, terrible. Why in the world would you have the world – the WWE champion lose three times within the past month, at least three times within the past month, and that's your WWE champion. And non-title matches, that is a terrible, terrible way uh, to build up, uh, to, to make your your champion protected, to make him, you know, look good. And just all together, um, SmackDown just uh, was just filler. I mean, it just wasn't really compelling. Uh, Chad Gable continues to impress, in my opinion. But uh, other than that, you know, Nakamura and Corbin, you know, we'll talk about Royal Rumble winners here in a minute. Randy Orton doing that RK out of nowhere again. You know, to to, to Nakamura was it was good footage, but it didn't do anything for Nakamura. It didn't make him look good. Randy Orton's been yeah, there for almost sixteen cool. years now. He's been champ, you know, almost fifteen times. Why in the world would we make want to make Randy Orton look good? So just. That didn't make sense at all. Oh, Vincent said he saw. Well, you see, here's the issue. You said buried alive match. Casket match was the the question. Um, casket match, it's 2005 Royal Rumble. They weren't in a um, about the uh, the Royal Rumble match. It's not the, the buried alive. Uh, and let's see. Yeah, yeah. So, so let's let's talk about Raw real quick. Just, just uh, Raw twenty five. Just you were there. Oh, Share your thoughts before before I go into. Um, were you at Manhattan or Barclays? Manhattan. Oh, I was at Manhattan. So you really now you understand? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh no! So you really experienced how bad it was. And okay, so here here are my questions. Were there uh, okay, was there was there a screen in, in the Manhattan Center? Yes. The Titantron. Okay, so, you, the Titantron. It was so like you were able to see what was going on in Barclays. Yes. We just sat there in silence okay. for like a while watching what was uh at the Barclays Center when it wasn't like DLC two hundred five live matches that no one cared about. Ah, uh, okay. So yeah, so the the the, the CM Punk, uh, not CM Punk, but um, two hundred five live. Um, that match was the dark match that that, that yeah, showed in Manhattan Center, right? Yeah, it was it was two hundred five live matches that happened. That wasn't televised. It was, excuse me, guys. That was in between eating and then I went to, went to the bathroom. Uh, it was uh, 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 Tommy Kenta and um, what's the guy named? The, the other Asian guy that won this with Titus O'Neil. They make the noise. They yell. Okay, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah. Tommy Kazawa teamed up when against Drew Gulak and another guy. 
can't remember who it was. It was in the bathroom for this. And then the Maybe Ari Davari or Tony Nese or something like that. Yeah, it was Davari. Yeah, it was Davari. It was, I think it was Davari, yeah. Okay. And then it was a single four-five match. I was in the middle of eating, and then it was a bug in my food, so that kind of threw me off. So I think in New York. Um, but it, it just, we watched the monitors. It was, uh, of course, as you guys know, the fans chanted bull crap. Uh, we want refunds. This is boring. It felt like he was in the dining room. Uh, you know, Taker came out. Everybody was confused. It's like, okay, what was that about? You just felt like it was, mm. they could come out of 25 years. Uh, it was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like you May they finally the rest in peace. <laughs> even Austin, even late right. to the Reaper, answered. Even my brother Kane answered. It's just like, can we speed this up, Taker? Like, you just take him to the Reaper. And, it's, and the ring was smaller, so you really, and, and like I said, I stayed at the same hotel, we, we stayed at the same hotel with the WWE guys, um, you know, Matt Hardy, Wyatt, and all of them were there, great guys. Uh, in that match, just people were confused, like, what is, the delete chance was cool, a lot of the older fans didn't get it. Um, in, in the in the end segment, the senior citizen, the senior citizen tour, X Pop showed up with his pool, even like he was in drugs. Scott Hall came out. I was told he cut the commercial. Hall's man is saying Jackie, he wanted the Hall of Fame. When you Nash didn't make it because he had knee surgery, good gosh, if Nash showed up, he, he definitely had to go to commercial breaks. Because he would have took seven to get in the ring. Uh, Billy Gunning rolled up with great. Uh, Triple H looks like Triple H. Uh, Michaels looks like Michael. Some even Michaels looked like 10 years older that night. It just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw the extra balding uh, to, to, on the top of his head. Uh, his skin just looked like his skin looks. And I know Michael's. Michael's is like he's on top five, of course, on the thing to me. But it's his skin just looks so like he his he looks like dark side. If you know about DC, his skin just looks so weirdly. Mm-hmm. It's like. It, we just forecasted the last segment. Okay, they're going to come out. Hall's going to come out. Then, okay, the ballot call come out. Everybody was confused. We do the two sweet. The revival come out. No one knew who the revival was. One of the ladies was like, who are they? I was like, oh, gosh. And it's just like the same stuff that they did at Raw 1000 or the 20th anniversary. It was the game you paid for yes. the Williams. And it's just like, okay. Uh. And then after the show, they rushed everybody out. Now, I was in an indisclosed location because I was with some ex WWE stars. So we was there, but you couldn't really see us. And uh, people was getting kicked out because they had too much alcohol. Uh, right, the merch tables were gone. Right when the show was over, they was rushing everybody out. It was a lot of fans. And, and we, we talked to fans from the U.K. We talked to fans from Canada. Fans from New York are over. A lot of fans left that night upset. They were disappointed. They spent average price there was four hundred dollars. If you wanted to get the the chair, the raw twenty five chair, they spent to get seven eight hundred. A lot of fans left upset. They yeah. left disappointed. It was like, and I could go into it and say this. I talked to WWE officials over the weekend, and they didn't even understand why I had to be t shirt at once. And I'm mm. not mentioning names. Because mm-hmm. one of them is affiliated right. with one of our guests that we've had on the show. And, and I, I, 
Davis, and we don't know why. It's just, and that's why I found the Debbie down this thing. Well, the Barclays is just, oh, yeah, by the way, the Rumble Sunday. Oh, crap, I forgot. He did nothing for the Rumble. None of it made sense. It was, it was just a cluster of the APA segment was fine. Uh, the ending was, was terrible with, with the Barclays. It's like you have everyone come out, but they don't do anything. You separate King, uh, uh, Strowman and Kane, but when Brock comes out, you run out the ring. They fight, you get everyone yeah. saying they look. What's the point of everyone coming out? And say they had the same enjoyable part of all, the most enjoyable part of all, was Austin not saying a word during the summer, and Jason Jordan. Yeah, that was the first thing to say. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Surprisingly, I heard that uh, Orton's wife was upset that he wasn't uh, featured at all on Raw, which makes sense. The Boogeyman was featured on Raw, but Randy Orton wasn't. Just... Everybody One of the most consistent the people in the past 15 years was not featured on Raw, but someone who was there for a hiccup, the Boogeyman, was on Raw. I just, those, I, I knew, I knew, I knew that those segments was going to be so trivial, but I didn't know, I thought <laughs> that they were going to be foolproof. I thought they were going to be good segments and exciting segments. The only good segment about, uh, to me, the only good segment with all that was, the Jericho one. And I understand. I mean, I wish that the, the, the Jericho appearance was, a, was like the countdown and, and, the, and the song and everything. Um, but I understand. I mean, they wanted to forward the angle with uh, Elias and Cena, which was okay. Um, I was fine with that. But I'd prefer, you know, somehow they would have done Jericho, you know, because it would have made him – it it had been even more exciting and compelling because we just saw him in Japan three weeks ago, yeah. and you know to 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 see him, you know, have a big return on Raw would have been even more compelling. But I mean, the segment that he was in was good. You know, he he wrote a song and was talking about the scarves, which I thought was really funny and. Um, you know, he made the list. So uh, that was that was a good segment. But everything else, I mean, the APA segments, why in the world? Are there? there were three APA segments throughout Raw. Why would you have continuous APA segments throughout Raw? And then there'll be other oh, people hi. just, and usually it was just like a big, you know, uh, Stampede uh, of, of DLC, people. DLC. Downloadable and, content. You know, at first it was the whole APA Slater and Rhino and DiBiase, and then uh, they added Jeff Hardy and MVP, the second uh, segment, and then they added Natalia and Titus Worldwide. Um, uh, there was another one with uh, with 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 New Day added to it. There were four. Um, so I mean, it was, you're right. It was cool. You know, it was good to see. It was good to see Brother Love back. That was cool. Um, yeah. You know, Teddy, Teddy Long. That's always good. Harvey Whitman was was pretty cool. You know, him with the Brooklyn, Brooklyn Brawler. Um, Taker's promo was just terrible. I mean, it just didn't really. What are you saying? 
It didn't really do anything. It didn't really lead anything. It didn't really. It, it wasn't even suspenseful. That's the that's the unfortunate. It wasn't even a suspenseful promo. It didn't lead to anything. It just didn't, it didn't make sense. It, I mean, it, it led to nothing. It, just, it was a waste of time. It just, it just seems like it was just like what? Why like, are you, I mean, what, why what are you here? <laughs> what do you even why mean? You like, oh, they'll finally rest in peace. What are you talking about? It seems as well, if perhaps that was, you know, and that still doesn't make sense because it could have been. Because they're doing the whole scene and Elias thing. So it has to be after Royal Rumble when they start up Cena and Taker. It just but, it just doesn't make sense at but all. Then, but then at the end of the day, once again, we don't know who's in the Rumble. Is Cena in the Rumble? Is Elias in the Rumble? They kind of leave. Yeah, he's the by the way. In the they're in the Rumble. They made no one else into it. Cena coming out. To me, it's, this is me. And I'll say this. If Elias was on in the guitar, instead of Cena coming out, why didn't you have The Rock? We know The Rock was in China. Why didn't you have Jericho? It would have made more if then Jericho come out in the ring, do a little something, and boom. Just do a one-shot. That's it. You could have built Cena and Elias. <laughs> the only thing with Jericho, though, is Jericho is usually always the fall guy. And that's, you know. Well, yeah. But you Hold on, they were kind of doing Cena yeah. and Elias anyways, so it made sense that they did that. Yeah, yeah, true, but you know, yeah, it's true. It, I mean, my thing is, it's like okay, they're feeding for the Rumble. It's like okay, we, no one knows about the Rumble. Who's in the Rumble? There didn't need no announcements just like that. Oh, by the way, we're just gonna put up a PowerPoint graphic yeah. so you can see who's in the Rumble so far. It's, okay, it's yeah. taking in the Rumble, um, probably not. It rains in the rumble, probably. Paul so. said, um, Paul said he was at the Manhattan. He, he's at the Manhattan Center. Best part of the night was after the show. He talked with Bruce Pritchard and, and Mean Gene, Solitary, Christian Shane, Bishop Jr. So, this, that was precious. Um, good stuff. Was he, uh, um, was he one of the guys that got Zach, out. you also have the. You also have the correct answer, Zach. Um, Chris Jericho uh, was the runner-up of the 2012 Royal Rumble. Next question. What is the longest span of a superstar with combined Royal Rumble wins? What is the longest span of a superstar with combined Royal Rumble wins? Um, but yeah, I mean, I can say I, I can go on and on how about how about how bad it is. I mean, I understood by Reigns' loss, you know, that made sense. Uh, Lisa Fox teaming up with Absolution and he beat her down, you know, two weeks in a row didn't make sense at all. I mean, just the Austin segment was the good was good. Uh, Christian coming out on the peep show it just made him. It even made him. It didn't make him look like a legend. What like, did he, he do? He came out. Yeah. Yeah. And it it wasn't even like a big it wasn't even like a big entrance for him. It was just like it came back to oh, the you know, on the air and the peep show was on. It was like what a what a terrible way to promote Christian. It was that, like that, that they've been doing that 
I, I'm a big fan of Christian. I think he's so underrated, so underrated. And uh, for them to do that, it was just terrible. Um, Albert said the uh, Undertaker thing was a distraction and filler, but there's more to come. I mean, yeah, of course. Uh, of course there's more to come. Eventually, we'll most likely we'll see Cena Taker. But, I mean, a terrible start. <laughs> I mean, you're not, I'm, not, I'm not bought. I don't even want Taker to come back. So, personally, if they really want to hook me into this, they better go all out and do everything that they possibly can because, you know, the fact that Taker's even coming back is a bad idea. So, it better be good. Uh, it, it better be good. And, and him being at the Manhattan Center, I understood the, the reasoning, but just that crowd just was not, was it just wasn't good. The Manhattan Center? Um uh, Zach talking about uh, uh, King and uh, Jr. sleeping. That was very, very funny. Uh, that was the best part. <laughs> that was very funny. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's enough about um, uh, about Raw. Uh, I think that I think we covered everything that we possibly can uh, about how bad it was. It just uh, it was it was it was such a letdown. It was it was such right, a well, letdown. Shout out, wait, um, wait, wait. The best part of Raw too. The Echo Pro signs. Shout out to yeah, King, King and Jim Ross yeah. in the corner. Shout out to the announce table being a ringside. And also shout out to the fan at the yeah. Barclay Center that had the fat heads and Miss Elizabeth from Randy Savage. That was yeah. amazing. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, um, Bauer Club thing with, with Triple H and DX. Oh, um, okay. Oh, that was huge. I knew that Revival was going to get buried. I knew that. I think that was quite obvious. Um, Dudley's spot was okay, but it would have made more sense if they were at the Manhattan Center. Um, Mark Henry and Godfather's spot, okay. You know, uh, we, we've we grown up. It could have been. That was a waste, too, because, you know, she should have, they should have did. Okay, the Godfather, you know, Mark Henry's sexual child, she hits on him. Godfather says, you know, that's my wife. Then we show she should have did. He said, wait, but of course, I have the hose for the whole train. They have the whole train come mm-hmm. out the hose, and then Mark Henry can walk off with them. But it's, even that was yeah. a waste. How do you have the Godfather with no hose? Like, okay, Speaking of that, married, I wonder but, why, okay, I guess it may go back to the concept that they wanted to have surprise entrance because it would have made perfect sense if Victoria was there. I mean, I wonder why Victoria wasn't there, but... Uh, you know, I'm guessing they want a surprise. If she's in the if she's in the woman's Royal Rumble, they want to make it a surprise. So I guess that's Neither was Lita. Um, yeah, uh, Maria Kanellis isn't synonymous with Raw. Um, why was Kelly Kelly, Kelly there? I mean, no one cares about her. Not to be yeah, I mean, just, no, why was she there? Corey Wilson, you know, uh, you know, yeah. Uh, this, yeah. Better than Kelly yeah. I mean, Tori Wilson was on SmackDown Live, you know, when she was doing the whole thing with her yeah. dad and stuff, Al and stuff. That was, well, not where SmackDown was Live, but SmackDown. Where was Stacey Keebler? Stacey Keebler, like I said, she's kind of detached herself from, from wrestling as far as last time I heard. So, um, still don't have a, still don't have an answer. I think uh, I think it was. I think that answer was. Um, I think I stumped some people. 
Um, here's the answer to that. Nine years is the longest span. Nine years. And it goes to Batista, who won in 2005 and 2014. Second place goes to Randy Orton, who won in 2009 and 2017. Span of eight years. All right. Here's the next question. Who was the first entrant of the 1993 Royal Rumble? Who was the first entrant of the 1993 Royal Rumble? All right, before we get to predictions, ladies and gentlemen, we've got some top five to talk about, so put your answers as well. The top five worst Royal Rumble moments. We will be right back to speak about that with the Flavor of the Week. It is now time for the Flavor of the Week. All right. So this isn't necessarily a bad wrestler or a, a terrible wrestler. But this could be just, uh, it could be that. It could also be just someone winning the Royal Rumble at a very bad time. It made no sense for them to win the Royal Rumble at a specific year. So, uh, number five, who you got, Evan? Batista, 2014. Makes sense. Number five is Randy Orton last year. Really? Oh, God, I forgot he was playing shit. Yeah, he... Batista was bad. <laughs> this will give a quick estimation because it was so bad. They booed, and then they had to make him into a triple threat match because, like you said, nobody wanted to see Randy Orton and Batista at WrestleMania. So they downloaded Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I've got a bunch of people uh, trying to guess the first entry in 93. But uh, not yet, not not yet. Uh, Orton last year, it just it, it for all those stack names to be in the Royal Rumble, it made it was terrible for Orton to win. It was just a bad I idea, forgot Orton won. and it was even worse because the match at Mania was just it made his win even worse. That, that match between him and Bray was the worst match on the card. You know, it was it was it was not a good match. So number four, you got. Number four for me is, give me a second. Come on, nope. Vince, 1999. <laughs> that is, that, uh, that's, that's, you know, you know, WWE, people like bashing WCW because Vince Russo won the title. Uh, no one said anything about when Vince won it on SmackDown or the fact that Vince McMahon <laughs> won the Royal Rumble and he hit the whole time. Yeah. yeah and the ECW title. Black, and the ECW title. Right. So, mm-hmm. you, you know what? Then I'll say this out of, and I'll do this this week because I know me and you fellas don't, you know, we, we have a history where we watch, we go back and watch all the Rumble matches leading up to the, the leading up to that pay per view. I've never watched the 1999 Rumble from beginning to end. I've always watched it in pieces. Like, <laughs> I love it. And, you know, it's going to be even worse. It'll be even worse. Yeah, I, I, I've now granted, I've, I've seen the '99 Rumble. I've just never watched it in one setting, like literally from, beginning oh, from, to end. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely understand why. Uh, Marcus, you have the correct answer. That is. Uh, that is indeed Rick Flair. Rick Flair was the first. Oh uh, gosh, he was there too. Here's the next question. 
Here's the next question. What years did Hulk Hogan win the Royal Rumble? <laughs> what years did open the cockpit door? What year did he oh, win? Man. What years did he win the Royal oh, Rumble? Shout out to Hulk Hogan. Oh, uh, my number four is this guy right here. Uh, the legendary Big John Stud, 1989. Um, oh, he's a legend, on, man. man. It was just, it was, it was a, 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 a huge name at the time. I mean, like you know, he was still a he was still a big heel. Uh, well, he was he actually won his baby face. Um, but he just it just really didn't make sense. I mean, Duggan won in '88 made sense because he was one of the one of the most popular baby faces at the time. But Stud in '89 was just odd. It was just odd. I mean, we I interviewed Bruce Pritchard on the Wrestling Inc. podcast, uh, and uh, we were talking about how uh, Andre, uh, at a point in time, Andre uh, was slated to to win, but he was injured, so uh, so he didn't win. Uh, and, and 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 Stud, you know, I just it just didn't make sense because he he just wasn't. There was really nothing revolving around Stud at the time, you know, and, and um, you know his heel run, you know, was it made him more popular, but at the time in '89, he just wasn't. He there, there was far better choices uh, for for them um, to pick, um, you know, to win to win that year than than Stud. All right, number three. Number three is Sheamus, 2012. I just, I'm sorry. I just, I'm watching that. That, <laughs> that Rumble is just like, why? Enough of yeah. Sheamus. He just was like, huh? And what, did he win? What did he do? Did he do anything in WrestleMania that year? Um, the I think that was the the quick. Um, world right. title so, win against Daniel Bryan. Right. I mean, and granted, that helped Daniel Bryan because that's what started the no, no, yes, yes chance. But it just yeah. was, uh, yeah. yeah, this AJ was with the kiss of death. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure, Punk knows um, all about it. Yeah. That would have been like probably my top seven. I was, re- I was really considering that. I think Jericho should have won that. Rumble, there was some strong talks of him winning, but uh, um, it kind of got uh, changed the last minutes. Was what I heard. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it was pretty bad. Um, as far as Hogan's years, ninety and ninety-one is the correct answer. So last question for tonight before we get into uh, finishing this up and predictions. Uh, before I ask the last question, I'm going to say my number. Uh, what's your number three? You, you which. Now let's just do the number three first. The real 2011. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I mean, and, and granted, that probably would have been my. I will say, I will say, 
the ending was good because they had they teased the little false finish with Santino. But it is mm-hmm. uh, yeah. those two years, eleven and twelve, with Sheamus and Del Rio, this was like, oh, like you, you yeah, can't like okay, yeah, yeah. The reason why I didn't put Del Rio in my top five is because it helped him a lot winning that Royal Rumble in eleven, and he was kind of red hot. I think kind of what hurt him is when he lost to Edge uh, at the Mania. Um, then he lost to Christian because Edge had to retire. And then he lost to Christian in a ladder match, the 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 pay per view after. So that really hurt him losing consecutively like that. My number three, John Cena, two thousand thirteen. Uh, just why, why? I mean, they did it to promote twice in a yeah. lifetime. They could have done that with a promo. They didn't have to waste an entire <laughs> Royal Rumble to set up twice in a lifetime. That the the runner up that year was Ryback, I think is you know as as controversial as Ryback could be. I think he should have won that 2013 Royal Rumble. I think it hurt him uh, quite a bit. I think it hurt his momentum. I think it would have made perfect sense for him to go and to win that Royal Rumble because if I'm not mistaken, he went on to Royal to, to Mania that year and lost to Mark Henry, which didn't make sense. And I believe the title match that year was Swagger and Del Rio, um, which again just didn't make sense. It just it just wasn't a good World Heavyweight Championship match. And I think uh, Del Rio was a babyface. He turned babyface, uh, you know, a few months before and was feuding with Show, won the title. And I think if I think it would have been much better if Del Rio would have turned heel on the way to uh, to Rumble. Uh, heel Del Rio would have, could have won against the babyface ride back, and I think that would have, it would have worked. It would have been much better than what we got. So I think that was a bad call for the WWE to have Gian Cena to win. Uh, and it could have been a promo that, that could have set up twice in a lifetime. Um, what's your number two? My number two is. I'm sorry, I said Del Rio. Did I, yeah, I said Del Rio. 2011. Did I say Del Rio? That was Del Rio. Okay, yeah. So, uh, no, no, no. That was number three, I think. What was number two? Okay, I switched it around. Okay, uh, Seamus, 12. Seamus was three. My Del Rio was That was 12. your number four, I believe. Okay, Batista was five. Vince was four. Seamus was three. The real okay, yeah, two. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, so my number two is this guy, Batista, 2014. What a terrible call <laughs> to make this guy a winner of 2014. Yeah, um, it was bad. It was it was such a terrible call. <laughs> it just it, it didn't make sense whatsoever uh, to make him uh, the winner. Uh, the months after that proved to be a terrible. The why was a terrible call. Him winning made no sense at all. I mean, it didn't take Batista winning the Rumble to have him main event. He was making his big return. He's already a legend. He's always already a Hall of Famer in the making. Made no sense at all. Uh, all right, so let's get your uh, number one. Let's, let's give you a drum roll. Here we go. Lex Luger 
and Brett the Hitman Hart. 1993. Really a cold, cold winners. 94. Vince, 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 I'm sorry, 94. Come on now. Vex was pushed to the moon. It didn't work. Then you got Brett. Probably Brett probably was like, no. It's like a cold winner. Granted, I give it to him because that was that was that was the best simultaneous landing since Paul Orndorff and Hogan in the Saturday Night's main event cage match. Mm. So I give it to him for orchestrating that because we literally hit the floor at the same time. But it just, but it just it didn't make sense. It's like really a cold cold winner. Like y'all can't go back in the ring and go against each other and get one, you know, specific winner. <laughs> It seems like they were just torn between yeah. do we let Brett win because Brett, you know, Brett was the man then, or do we keep pushing Luger to to the end, you know, pushing Luger to the moon? It just was yeah. There's there's the part of me, there's a fan in me that wished they would have given um, Luger better than what we got from him. Uh, just wasn't really a good call of what they did with him. All right, here we go. Disqualification against Yokozuna at SummerSlam. Just it was count out. Excuse me, that was terrible because he used the the metal arm. Uh, what, what a what a terrible way to build Luger. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> All right, here we go. Mr. McMahon to uh, 1999. We talked about it. Just it was uh, just yeah. it was just uh, in and out. Just a just a terrible, um, terrible decision. Uh, I think people could have won that. It was it was really really bad. Uh, and I, I don't think there's anybody who comes close <laughs> to Mr. McMahon winning in 2009. All right, last question of the night before we get to. Uh, Predictions. How about this? Multiple choice. I told you it's not going to be easy, ladies and gentlemen. This is the go home show to the Royal Rumble. I'm not going to make it easy. Here is your. Here are your choices: Greg Valentine, A, B, Ludwig Borga, C, Randy Savage, D, Billy Gunn. Who was not in the 1994 Royal Rumble? A. Greg Valentine, B. Ludwig Borga, C. Randy Savage, or D. Billy Gunn. All right, we got some predictions to talk about for the Royal Rumble, so let's uh, let's start with these predictions. All right, so let's start with uh, SmackDown Tag Team Championship: Two out of three falls. Usos versus Evil and Benjamin. Here we got. You say who who is the Usos facing again? Jack Gable and Shelton. Oh, Usos. Easily. Two Usos for the titles. Ah. Uh, hmm. Jack Gable won against Jay Uso today. Oh uh, well, last night on SmackDown. I'm going to go Usos, but there's still a part of me that thinks that safe bet is Usos. Raw Tag Team Championships. Rollins and Jordan against Marlon and Sheamus. I spread the bar. 
to the bar. Uh, I've got Rollins and Jordan Rattini. Um, uh, Owens and Zane against AJ Styles, WWE Championship. Uh, AJ Styles winning is uh, it's said that WWE keeps making them the uh, week champion the past few weeks. AJ Styles is gonna come out on top. I don't know why they just gonna make this a triple threat match, but. Uh, I, I'm, I'm okay with it being a handicap match because, uh, you know, there's, I think it, uh, it's still kind of filler, but throwing in a triple threat wouldn't really make sense. That's right. Uh, AJ is going to win. See, and then you got Lesnar against Strowman against Kane. He's down for that one. Cool, Brock. I have Brock winning, and Brock will be pinning Kane. Strowman won't be getting pinned. Of course, Strowman still can look strong and dead. You know, so, of course, that's a full-going conclusion. Brock's going to win. Yeah. Kane's Kane always the fall boy. Kane's always the fall that would make That would make all the champions. I think they're going to be... I think it's going to be a title change. Probably only one. Who wins the 2018 Women's Royal Rumble match? No one that they announced on the on the show so far. I think it's going to be a surprise. Um, I will say this. Uh, I really honestly don't know. I mean, you could say Oscar. It's like you, you keep pushing her to be the black legend of the women's division, but before she got the challenger. So maybe they haven't mm-hmm. been pushing anyone. No, the final, the Jason final brings four up is um, So, Oscar. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Oscar. Jason brings up a good point. Uh, Gabe, uh, Benjamin and Gabriel may win because of the Jews for the UI. That definitely could be the, could be the case. Um, cool. Correct answer. Ludovic Borga. Rest in peace, too. Ludovic I Borga. have got uh, Ludovic Borga. Uh, my my uh, pick for the ninth for, for the 2018 Women's Royal Rumble is Ronda Rousey. Win, I think she's going to. Yeah, she show up. Yeah. yeah, I think she's going to go for Charlotte. Somehow we'll still see Oscar versus Bliss. Moscow um, went some other way. They may even do a women's elimination chamber for the first year this year. Um, but I think that uh, we'll see Rousey and uh, go for Charlotte. Uh, and then the men's Royal Rumble. What do you got? Sasuke uh, Nakamura. There's going to be somebody from SmackDown. Might see. Kind of threw us off because Nakamura is supposed to be in uh, the five way uh, uh, in my hometown, Columbus, Ohio, for Fast Lane. He's going to be there for. He's supposed to be in the five way. He threw us off. But I still don't think they are going to throw me off. I still got Nakamura as uh, the winner. Um, yeah. No, yeah. uh, no, have Nakamura win. Yeah. Got, All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my 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 dark horse uh, win. My dark horse pick is Finn Balor um, to go for AJ Styles. Him in the bar. 
uh, him, I mean, him and uh, the club go to SmackDown Live and uh, uh, heal it up against uh, AJ Styles. Uh, I mean, that would be, um, I'm a fan of that too. That's my yeah. all. That's my you know far um, fetched uh, pick. Um, so yeah, Jason says Roman. Uh, Ronda, Ronda Rousey and uh, James says Oscar for the women. Uh, bunch of other uh, <clears throat> predictions on here. Uh, thank you so much for all the wonderful, wonderful interaction uh, this week. Uh, fantastic uh, time with all you uh, people in the chat room, all you fans. Thank you so much for your wonderful, wonderful, wonderful support. Couldn't do the show without it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you follow Craze Wrestling. On Twitter, Here we go. Follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter for the Pancake and Power Stamp Show. Follow my Twitter at Chris Prolific to discuss wrestling and other things. I follow uh, Evan Techtrout at UCMR out of Matt Radio Tuesday nights, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the Royal Rumble NXT. Uh, I'll be a part of a podcast uh, following NXT TakeOver as well. Uh, so uh, stay close to my uh, Twitter account uh, to get information on that. Again, follow Chris Prolific. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got TakeOver. We've got uh, Royal Rumble. Enjoy the Royal Rumble. Enjoy sure. your week of wrestling. Should be uh, up for uh, some good action. Hopefully, uh, the Royal Rumble is going to be good. Until we meet again, God willing, enjoy your week of wrestling. God bless you all. Thanks for all the fun. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you, guys. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.